1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gary McAllister says Choosing between Defoe or Morelos Against Celtic is a nice problem to have Whoever plays there won't be a guard of honour For the champions And Aberdeen captain Graham Shinney Leaves for Derby County I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me tonight is Gordon Diel And Roger Hanna And it's been quite a week already In Scottish football Celtic crowned eight in a row Champions on Saturday James Forrest PFA Scotland Player of the Year on Sunday Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kent Get awards at the dinner on Sunday night as well Young player of the year Goal of the season And ahead of his parish Jump on Friday night We've given a guard of honour To Gordon DL tonight Gordon Yeah I'm looking forward To everything Roger just said there Especially Friday If I do get picked Roger And it is a fair vote So get your votes in For the mushroom Flying out of that plane Anyway we'll maybe cover that off later But the football It was some weekend Gordon always is at this time of the season And a bit more still to come From the top flight And the Scottish Cup as well Obviously Hamilton Just trying to get uh, Over the line And St Mirren Into the playoffs Um, Very close It was a terrific result For Hamilton up at Dens Park You've got to say I think that will be enough for them Uh, I was at Aberdeen Celtic And I've got to say You've got to give credit to Celtic I thought Aberdeen we're starting to boss the game a little bit uh, But the minute the first goal went in It just sort of uh, eased the tension from Celtic They went on to play some good stuff Ran out comfortable winners And they celebrated another title And it's going to be quite a weekend this weekend SPFL Premiership football across four days Aberdeen who need a win against Hearts on Friday night To get third place back We've then got the Saturday fixtures And the, game, the big game of course Sunday lunchtime At Ibrox And then on Monday night You're touching on Hamilton Ackies But you wonder how Important that late goal For Kyle McGuinness And St Mirren At Motherwell at the weekend Could be If St Mirren were to win On Monday night That relegation playoff thing Will go to the very last day Of the season And we're already of course At that time where Some teams have got Lots still to play for mm-hmm. Some don't But you're already Looking ahead to next season Thinking about recruitment Who's going to leave Who's going to stay Who's going to come in To try and improve the team So it's it's showing no signs of uh, quieting down anytime soon. In the summer, it's all about the supporters looking to see the new players coming, players going out the door, um, how things are going to change for Celtic just now. It'll be getting to the cup final against Hearts, get that over with, decide who the manager is going to be for next year. Um, you know, Neil Lennon's pole position. Uh, certainly enjoyed his weekend and Saturday celebrating with Celtic fans. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who Celtic pick as a manager Neil must be the favourite so far And then it's a case of just planning for a new season it never stops now Gordon, it's very very quick That applies to all teams of course Roger Maybe not the managerial side of things But that looking where can be improved upon for next season Yeah and as Gordon says the, you know, the, the turnover in staff, both playing staff and coaching managerial staff It never seems to end There we were Saturday, just the show was beginning and Morton are suddenly looking for a new manager, Jonathan Johansson away. Shortly after the games on Saturday night, Queen of the South are looking for a new manager. Gary Naismith's away. Celtic are still looking for a new manager as well. There will be more managerial changes, you would think. And the turnover of players, it'll be interesting to speak to Fraser Wishart about this on the show on Saturday. The turnover of players seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger every year. There was Dunfermline, just one random team, 13 players they released mm. yesterday. And I think that will be the, that's the norm now. You know, teams don't seem to plan anymore for two and three and four years. 
they love a sort of hand to mouth existence season to season and it's not just in film it's almost every club does it now God. right the number you need to get in touch tonight is 01419511025 so let's hear from you right now and if you would rather join us on Twitter we are at Clyde SSB let's kick off by hearing from Gary McAllister he says the battle between Jermaine Defoe and Alfredo Morelos for a starting place against Celtic is a good problem to have the Rangers assistant says Morelos has been frustrated on the sidelines during his suspension but Defoe's a great influence on the whole squad The facts are that we've got somebody who's come in and done fantastically well so now we've got two strikers who are proven uh, two strikers that are at, at different times of their career I think one can learn from the other most definitely but we need competition for places and, and we've got two top two top number nines I think he's key I think he's key for all forward thinking players at the club you know just the way that he navigates from Monday through to Friday he's a, he's a top pro and a perfectionist you know and that's why he's playing at the age he's playing at at the level he's playing at you've been impressed with the way Alfredo's come back you know and maybe... he's worked hard you know and he's but he's been frustrated you know he's a player that needs to he can, he, he's very touch wood he's very rarely injured he's very robust so when he's on the sidelines, he's you know he's he's he's, he's just frustrated. He's not on the pitch. But it's a nice dilemma. It's a nice problem. You know, so we need we need that sort of competition right through the team. The question of whether Morelos or Defoe plays against Celtic on Sunday was that answered the weekend that's just passed when when both were available and Defoe played and scored. Is that is that issue done or is there still a chance? Morelos plays this weekend Well the big question Mark's always going to be Would he gamble And play both I don't think he would So he's going to have to pick Defoe or Morelos I think um, If he's going to make a statement The Rangers manager About discipline Which is a problem just now Then I think he's got to go With Defoe I think he deserves to be on the side He's waited his opportunity Rangers are winning When he's playing so I think uh, it's a good headache for any manager Especially with the, the size of the game That's coming up on Sunday So I would expect uh, Morelos to be on the bench And it, it sends out a message to Morelos as well Daz. Morelos should not have been allowed To walk back into that team After the way he let the team down at Celtic Park Fourth red card of the season I, I think Stephen Gerrard was just putting a message out to him That he's not undroppable Defoe, Arfield Kent can start and he can sit on the bench and given that Defoe scored the only goal against Hibs at the weekend I think Rangers will be mm-hmm. I was going to say unchanged there'll obviously be a change in goal but the, the 10 outfield players I would expect to be unchanged for Sunday Well that's the thing it doesn't even have to be about teaching Morelos or th- this doesn't have to be about a slight on Morelos the fact is Jermaine Defoe's come in and played very very well so if, even if you take everything else out of the equation surely he's in the driving seat Well how can you as a manager how can you look at um the phone in the face and say look I'm going to leave you out because Morelos is back in yes he's been the top striker he's scored the most goals but he's got to learn that uh, discipline has cost him his place um, and he's got to be patient the only thing you will say about Morelos Gordon is he's an asset clubs are looking at him um, Rangers may cash in in the summer but the thing is there's only a couple of games to go so they can sit him on the bench and out his, his valuation is not going to go up or down but I do think that it's all about who deserves to start. And I think Defoe's the mm. man. Andrew is a Rangers fan from Cumbernauld. Andrew, uh, the league is already wrapped up. Rangers have wrapped up second place. So what about Sunday? There's surely no such thing as a meaningless old firm game. Uh, there's never, never ever a meaningless old firm game. Uh, it's, it's great to play for over, over the other side of Glasgow. Um, and I think, as you say, it should be Defoe that's starting. Um, and Morelis back on the bench because I don't think you can trust Morelis in big games 
um, he tends to lose a plot too easy. Has the way that Defoe has performed in the last few weeks, Andrew, given you a cause for optimism about what he can do next season? Well, I think it has. I think it has. I've got you've got to remember Defoe when uh, Davis came up. There's really no game time between them over the sort of first half of the season. I have no game time between them, so it was to try to get them fit and back into practice and back into match fitness again. And I think they've done well. Um, and look at Stephen Davis the last couple of weeks. He's absolutely been tremendous. He ran the party on Sunday and quite rightfully get man of the match. Yeah, God, um, what's the... Perhaps the answer's quite obvious, but what's the, the main difference you're seeing... Stylistically Everyone knows Morelos is physically Very capable And he uses it And he's brilliant At rolling defenders And, and making the nuisance Of himself Defoe tends to, to Pick up more spaces and, and give defenders Something different To think about Doesn't well, it? Well Defoe's certainly A very experienced player Gordon Very clever player Plays on the shoulder uh, Knows where the back Of the net is Of course um, He scored goals Throughout his career um, They brought Davis and Defoe In in January and it was basically to try and put pressure on Celtic to win the league. The guys weren't up to speed. Uh, they've had a few games now. Um, that helps. And there's there's not a lot of pressure on them, Gordon. It's not like they're really challenging Celtic for a league. And that helps as well because they're playing under no pressure whatsoever. And they're starting to perform. And I think they will be good signs next year. Once they get the pre-season under their belt, get the few games, get up to speed with the Scottish game. And then look forward to kicking on at the beginning of the season. I think with the experience that they've got, I think they'll be valuable to Rangers next year. And there's no reason to be, you know, altering the side at all. Defoe and Davis, as you say, are in their best form. The, the team has won every game since they defeated Celtic Park. They've won every game that Morelos has been out of the team. There's no reason. For the side to be changed Even the likes of Flanagan Has come in and probably played his best spell As a Rangers player In these last five games And in, in at left back So Barisic Who's been hit and miss Will have to Bide his time and wait To get back into the team And Morelos as well I think is going to have to Bide his time and get back into the team Andrew you've heard this argument For months and months Rangers fans Look at the team They look at the personnel They look at the performances And say Undeniably We've improved The critics look at the points gap And say Well that should have come down a bit more There, there was no cup final appearance No trophy Does another win Over Celtic Does that act as a Another milestone If you like To, to, to on, on this journey Back to, to where Rangers want to be I think it does I think it does It just goes to show We're not that far away Um my bad results haven't been against Celtic this season. It's been stupid uh, draws and losses to, to not smaller teams, but to, to other teams. Um, and I don't think we're that far behind Celtic now. The last couple of seasons, we've had a couple of do right doings from Celtic. But if you look back this year, it's been 1-0 uh, and 2-1 they've beat us, and then we've beat them 1-0. Um, so I don't think there's a mile between the two differences. I think that the difference is Rangers look a bit more vulnerable against other clubs, other teams, and that's where they're dropping their points. I mean, ultimately, Roger and Gordon, the, the league table doesn't lie. It's mm -hmm. the only thing that really matters. However, once you look in a bit more detail, because not everything's black and white, if Rangers could come out of this season with 50% of the of the, the games won against Celtic, it's clearly a sign that, that there's at least that, that type of progress. And by the way, on the flip side, of course, mm -hmm. Celtic will be looking to go there and show why they're champions. It works both ways. Yeah, um, I think it gives you a bit of confidence, Gordon, because... You know they can look to this season if they if they beat Celtic on Sunday, which is a big ask because Celtic are 
undoubtedly the best team in Scotland and if they play to their potential they've got better players but Rangers showed in December 29th at Ibrox I thought they were terrific that day won the game in my opinion comfortably 1-0 uh, so yeah, there's never a meaningless game when it's Rangers Celtic Celtic Rangers yeah, and, and you want the confidence to get and, into next season and the reason it's not meaningless is you know the days of as Andrew pointed out he was rehearsing the scorelines for this season the days of the 5-0s and the 5-1s and the 4-0s look to be gone the gap has closed you think of the gap Brendan Rodgers first season you know it was enormous and it closed last season and it's closed again this season were Rangers to win on Sunday it would be an enormous shot in the arm for Rangers going into the summer but it would also crystallise the minds of everyone at Celtic about the new manager and about which players are needed Because I think the last time Rangers won The final derby of the season Was maybe the Scottish Cup Semi-final under Mark Warburton And Celtic reacted By getting rid of Ronnie Dyla Bringing in Brendan Rodgers And forking out money On Moussa Dembele And Scott Sinclair So Celtic have that capacity To do it And you just wonder How they would react To another defeat at Ibrox Andrew I'll give the final word to you What else is on your mind As the season draws to a close well, panel, it wasn't exactly that I phoned for. It was actually to congratulate the Rangers reserves. I went along to Falkirk yesterday to the new Falkirk Stadium, and it was great to see a, a good turnout for reserves. There was about a thousand Rangers fans there. They took up about one half at uh, the main stand, and it was good to see the young boys getting a good run out and getting a good result and um, to come away with something because um, the young boys have done well this season. That they've beat Celtic twice in the reserve league. Um, so it was, I think it was a, a, a totally worthwhile win uh, for Rangers and it was the total deserved it. Yeah, Roger Hanna. Yeah, listen, they, Celtic deserve to win the big league. Rangers deserve to win the reserve league. Um, there's not much between the teams who can down at goal difference. You saw how close they were when they played as well in the, the Glasgow Cup final. And even the level below that, when the under-17s played in the Youth Cup final, that was a, a great Exhibition of youth football in Scotland So there are players coming through But as we've said Andrew in the past you know, We spoke about it after those two cup finals The hardest part for these young guys Is now bridging the gap between The level they're playing at just now And the level that Neil Lennon and Stephen Gerrard Need them to reach And you can only wish them well as they try and bridge that gap Yeah because Gordon The, the truth is it's actually, if, and if, you, if you take history into account It's quite difficult to read too much into it I think did Ross County win it recently Roger didn't they um, I think that was that last season If my yeah. memory serves me correctly Pepped Hamilton So Yeah so There's not always that direct boost to the first team But the hope, the hope ultimately will be that, that there is yeah, and if you're winning leagues, Gordon, then it gives you a better opportunity because you're the best team. Um, you've obviously achieved a lot that season and you're looking for that opportunity and that chance just to get into the first team, whether it be starting on the bench, coming on for 15, 20 minutes. That's what happened when I started playing at Rangers. You would get the odd chance on the bench and then you get put on for your 20 minutes and try to build you up to actually learning what first team football was and the pressures that came with, came with it so there'll be a lot of the young lads desperate desperate to try and get an opportunity John's in Canvas Lang what's in your mind tonight John? Hello panel uh, good evening Hi John uh, I How just want to talk about uh, what the last calls talked about I mean the points prove it might not be the points that prove Rangers have got better but the stats I mean Last year, how many games did they lost at home? I think it was like seven. And I think in all competitions this year, they've lost like one game. So that's an improvement. I feel as if, if they did win on Sunday, 
Celtic would be six points ahead of us. So that's like the one game end of March. If Rangers had have won that, it would be even. So I think there has been big improvements. Obviously, Gerrard's made some mistakes here and there, but it's his first season, and uh, give him another chance for one. The players they brought in January, as you're saying, Davis and Defoe, look at them now. I know you're saying they're, not, uh, they're playing without pressure now, but they just need to run their games, and they're showing their class now. So I'm, I think it'll be a lot closer next season. I think uh, Rangers are they're getting there. It was a big, massive gap. Two years ago, it was 40 points. I think last year it was 11 points, so it has gone down the way. I know setting isn't great in Glasgow, but look at the on the field, the football's got better. It's the daft draws. It's cost us last minute goals and stuff like that. I mean, we've only lost one game more than Celtic in the league, so that just shows how close it is. What do the panel think? Well, yeah, listen, I take on board all the points you're saying, John. I, th- I think there are a few things Rangers need to do. The first thing they need to do is invest in better players. I still think they're short of a centre-half. Um, I still think they're short of just a little bit of depth in a couple of other key positions. Um, they need to improve their discipline. I don't think they can get through another season where Morelos is sent off four times, Alan McGregor has to serve a couple of suspensions, or without Kandias, or without Flanagan, or whatever. That needs to improve, because the better chance of, of winning those games that they've dropped points in if they've got 11 players in the park. So, yes, they are getting closer, but, you know, Stephen Gerrard will also have noticed that Celtic won the league again at the weekend. So the gap hasn't been fully bridged. You would expect Celtic to go again and spend money because, you know, their their squad's in need of an overhaul as well. So, you know, next season doesn't kick off for another three months and already people are saying this, is, this and that's going to happen yeah, next I season. I think that's where it's so important, Roger. Um, the summer is going to be so important for these two teams because... You're right, Rangers will try and bring in better quality and you've got to say that the Rangers board has backed the Rangers manager all the way so far and I think that'll happen again this summer. But then you look across the city, a team that can win another treble, they, they need a clear out, there's a lot of dead wood in there and they'll bring in fresh faces so it's really important who gets it right. Thank you John In Canvas Lang It's 01419511025 To join him Stories in this morning's newspapers Celtic fans Linking Gary Hooper With a potential return to the club Is that one you would be in favour of? Yes or no? And if not Then maybe you've got some other suggestions Let's hear them Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here So give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB A few coming in Charles Jeffrey says Defoe starts on Sunday You can't slash don't change a winning side um, In terms of the game itself Pablo says Celtic's pride is well and truly intact So this is a meaningless game on Sunday They've nothing to prove Except to prepare for a much bigger game In the cup final An agent says Rangers have to win on Saturday Set a marker for next season We've given Celtic the title It's the worst Celtic team to win a championship we will be up for it 01419511025 in the phones Now before we heard from Amber with the travel uh, I asked you Celtic fans the question Gary Hooper, yes or no Is that one that would excite you for next season? It's a story that appeared in your newspaper this morning Roger Hanna Do you want to tell us more? Uh, well, listen, it's, it's not a secret that Celtic need more reinforcements In almost every position in the team And up front, one of them, you know Oliver Burke will go back to West Brom Timo Weah will go back to PSG um, I think Celtic are confident Lee Griffiths will be ready for the start of next season As will Bio Hopefully be ready for next season But even in light of all that They want more striking options Gary Hooper's a guy known well to Neil Lennon 
Um, he's still only 31 years of age. Um, he's had mixed fortunes since he left Celtic. There's no doubt Celtic was the, the peak of Gary Hooper's career. But Neil Lennon still believes, my understanding is, that Gary Hooper would be able to come up here, do a job, score goals for Celtic. He will be a free agent mm. at the end of the season when his contract at Sheffield Wednesday expires. And well, Neil, to get the job, I think that's one that could well happen. He's had a difficult time this season. Gordon Deal, he's 31 years old, as Roger says. He's only managed six appearances um, for Sheffield Wednesday. What do you think? I'm hoping we'll hear from the Celtic fans. Would you imagine that's one that, that excites them, or no. would they be setting their sights higher? No, I don't. Um, I think when Gary Hooper was here first time round, I thought he was a terrific striker, great finisher, great movement in the box. Um, I don't think Celtic fans would be excited by that, Gordon. They know the amount of money that Celtic have got. They're in the verge of doing another treble. Uh, I think they would want better quality. And I'm not being disrespectful to Gary Hooper because, as, as I said, I thought when he was here first time, he was terrific. But I just think that if you're going to go down the road and keep kicking on, then I think you've got to look better than Gary Hooper. Who's a better bet to play up front for Celtic next season, Gary Hooper or Bio? Um, I've not really seen Bio, to be quite honest with you, Roger. So it's a, it's a difficult one. Edward will obviously be the yeah. number one. Griffiths will be in there. I know what you're talking about. Sometimes you just... Bring players in for a little bit of backup, uh, and if Gary Hooper, who's only played six games, as Gordon said, there is prepared to come up and probably be third choice striker, yeah. maybe even five, four, five years younger than Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, I, I totally understand that, but I just don't think that um, you know he's had six games with Sheffield Wednesday in a full season. Um, I, I don't. I could be wrong. Because he's a goal scorer But I don't think this will excite the Celtic fans There yeah. Well Celtic fans you tell us Don't take Gordon DL's word for it Let us know 0141 951 1025 David in Hillington is on the line David a return for Gary Hooper Is that one that would excite you or not? No And I'll, I'll come to it in a wee minute if I can Sure um, I spoke to you guys at the weekend And, and said a couple of things about the next Celtic manager And I think you misinterpreted what I meant Because one of the things I said If given a choice between 10 in a row and, and European uh, early European knockout I take 10 in a row all day long mm. but I didn't say like you seem to think that I said I don't care about to, uh, Europe because I think Celtic are in a position where we can do both and that's why I think the manager the next manager needs to be the right choice my personal opinion is although I love him as I say if we go for Neil it's concentrating on 10 in a row and Gary Hooper is indicative of that if that's genuinely where we're going Gary Hooper thought he could do better than Celtic that, that's what it was about Possibly a bit of the money as well, but he thought he would get down there, get his England caps and everything, and he was never good enough. So for us to move forward in the European and global game, which is going to change over the next few years, I think we need to make a statement about where we go. Yeah, I'm not saying Jose Mourinho, he wouldn't be my first choice anyway, but or even I'd like Rafa Benitez, but maybe somebody that just we can do both with, because we're on and off the park in Scotland, we're, fin- we're dominant, and we can do both. Well, Europe's always, I don't need to tell you this David, Europe's always been very important to Celtic and it has been since the days of Billy McNeil and the Lisbon Lions. Someone said to me at the weekend, you know, that every Celtic team must aspire to have that sort of European success that, you know, the Lions and, and subsequent teams enjoyed. And I understand that. But for the next two years, I think the point you made at the weekend is what a lot of other Celtic fans are thinking. Yes, Europe, Europe's important, or Europe will always be important to the club. But for the next two years, Park that because all that's important to Celtic in the next two years is nine 
and then 10 in a row. And if the club can achieve 9 and then 10 in a row, then after that, all bets are off and, and the club can focus in Europe and the, the club can go chase wherever it wants to chase. But I actually think the next couple of years, Europe is probably less important than it's been to Celtic for, for quite some time, simply because they will now have to put all their eggs in the basket of 9 and 10 in a row. Does 9 and 10 in a row not become a whole lot easier if you've got an extra 30 million in the bank? Well, listen, if you take the point David was making was David thinks Celtic can go and attack all those goals, and maybe they can, but I think the, the I might be mistaken. Celtic supporters could phone here and tell me I've got this awfully wrong, but I just get the impression for the next two years, yes, they would love 30 million of Champions League money, they would love to get to the last 16 in the Champions League, they would love all the glory of the big European nights, but the focus, the priority for Celtic in the next two years. Is 9 and 10 David wasn't too Impressed shall we say With the, the question About Gary Hooper Gordon um, Paul has got a similar point On Twitter He says interest In Gary Hooper uh, You know There's a reports as well About Izagiri being offered A new contract He says that's the reason Lennon shouldn't get the job We need fresh hungry players Like Dembele When he first joined Yeah I do agree with that um, But Neil Lennon If he gets the job Knows Gary Hooper um, He knows what he can bring To the club I wouldn't be Excited Gordon If I was a Celtic fan Of bringing back Gary Hooper And I'm not being Disrespectful to him Because I thought he was Terrific In his first uh, Time up here um, I just think Celtic Have got to look Elsewhere I know that Roger's saying Well you look at Defoe Who's starting to play Very well for Rangers Talented Boy Good goal scorer Hooper's only 31 Would he come up After just playing Six games last season And be Fourth maybe Fourth Choice striker and try to work his way in I don't see the point in that you, at all You've seen a lot more of Celtic than I have does And you've sat through the nil-nil with Livingston And mm. the nil-nil with Hibs And the nil-nil with Aberdeen And towards the end of all those games Neil Lennon was trying to shuffle the pack And he was throwing this guy on And he was throwing that guy on And nobody could sniff out that goal You imagine Gary Hooper had been in the bench now, he will, If he comes up he will be third or fourth choice striker mm. I don't think there's any doubt about it There's no question about that you know, would he not have been better to throw on with 10 or 15 minutes to go than a Timo Weir or an Ole Burke or, or the days when he didn't even have any of them to throw on? Well, it's a good point you make, Roger, but you've obviously got uh, Griffiths come back as well. Uh, he'll be up there challenging. I think that'll be a great option for them. Um, as I said, you can't really judge now in Gary Hooper because he's only played that amount of games last season. Um, is he still as sharp? Uh, would he be that guy to come on and uh, get you then all important goal? That's up to the next Celtic manager, and that's why I'm saying that the transfer uh, window in the summer is going to be so important to both clubs. And again, Roger, I mentioned that on the tweet there, reports this morning suggesting Emilio Izaguirre could could be offered an extended stay at Celtic. No official word from the club on on that one yet, but. Would that, would that raise a few eyebrows do you think Or is that a, a solid um, choice it, Listen it raised my eyebrows for a start I just sort of assumed that Emilio would be heading away At the end of the season um, I believe there may be an offer on the table For him to stay for another year And the, you know Everybody can't be a first starter If he stays it would obviously be his backup to Kieran Tierney As it has been since he came back to the club for a second time So you know, maybe the club think They're better keeping a, a backup left back That they know and they can trust the games in which Kieran's not involved Rather than letting Emilio go somewhere And then trying to source another backup left back Who might not be as good And might cost more money 
So I, I don't know See how mm. I think he will have options elsewhere Those were the th- That was the thought process When he came back Gordon And again I, I could definitely be wrong I just don't detect A great deal of, of love For the performances since There have been some There have, there have been some decent <laughs> ones But of late I think most Celtic fans That tweet in Would prefer Johnny Hayes To operate in that Deputy role Yeah but we always seem to go for The opinion that He's a natural left back Down to 16 at Craig Hall And the M77 southbound A five minute delay At the usual spot That's from the Trespass building Down to Junction 1 At Dunbreck Road M80 still looking pretty busy That's from Denny Down to Castle Carey 15 minute delay And it's tailing back On the M876 To Bonnie Bridge Now I can see that It's looking really busy Still through Fir Hill And that's both directions On Mary Hill Road And it's just because Of temporary lights And it's the same story If you're travelling Through Lamb Hill and Puzzle Park on Balmore Road. I'm Amber, that's all your latest travel. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here, so give us a call or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. A few coming in. Charles Jeffrey says the four starts on Sunday. You can't slash don't change a winning side. Um, in terms of the game itself Pablo says Celtic's pride is well and truly intact So this is a meaningless game on Sunday They've nothing to prove Except to prepare for a much bigger game In the cup final An agent says Rangers have to win on Saturday Set a marker for next season We've given Celtic the title It's the worst Celtic team to win a championship We will be up for it 01419511025 in the phones Now before we heard from Amber with the travel uh, I asked you Celtic fans the question Gary Hooper Yes or no Is that one that would excite you for next season It's a story that appeared in your newspaper this morning Roger Hanna Want to tell us more? Uh, well, listen, it's, it's not a secret that Celtic need more reinforcements in almost every position in the team. And up front, one of them, you know, Oliver Burke will go back to West Brom, Timo Weah will go back to PSG. Um, I think Celtic are confident Lee Griffiths will be ready for the start of next season, as will Bio hopefully be ready for next season. But even in light of all that, they want more striking options. Gary Hooper's a guy known well to Neil Lennon. Um, he's still only 31 years of age. Um, he's had mixed fortunes since he left Celtic There's no doubt Celtic was the, the peak of Gary Hooper's career But Neil Lennon still believes My understanding is that Gary Hooper would be able to Come up here, do a job, score goals for Celtic He will be a free agent mm. at the end of the season When his contract at Sheffield Wednesday expires And well, Neil to get the job I think that's one that could well happen He's had a difficult time this season Gordon Deal, he's 31 years old As Roger says, he's only managed six appearances um, For Sheffield Wednesday what do you think? I'm hoping we'll hear from the Celtic fans Would you imagine that's one that, that excites them Or no. would they be setting their sights higher? No I don't um, I think when Gary Hooper was here First time round I thought he was a terrific striker Great finisher Great movement in the box um, I don't think Celtic fans Would be excited by that Gordon They know the amount of money that Celtic have got They're in the verge of doing another treble uh, I think they would want better quality and I'm not being disrespectful to Gary Huber because, as, as I said, I thought when he was here first time he was terrific. But I just think that if you're going to go down the road and keep kicking on, then I think you've got to look better than Gary Hooper. Who's a better bet to play up front for Celtic next season, Gary Hooper or Bio? Um, I've not really seen Bio, to be quite honest with you, Roger. So it's a, it's a difficult one. Edward will obviously be the yeah. number one. Griffiths will be in there. I know what you're talking about. Sometimes you just... Bring players in for a little bit of backup, uh, and if Gary Hooper, who's only played six games, as Gordon said, there is prepared to come up and probably be third choice striker, yeah. may, maybe even F- four, five years younger than Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, I, I totally understand that, but I just don't think that um, 
you know, he's had six games with Sheffield Wednesday in a full season. Um, I don't. I could be wrong because he's a goal scorer, but I don't think this will excite the Celtic fans there. Yeah, well, Celtic fans, you tell us. Don't take Gordon Diel's word for it. Let us know. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. David in Hillington is on the line. David, a return for Gary Hooper. Is that one that would excite you or not? No, and I'll, I'll come to it in a wee minute if I can. Sure. Um, I spoke to you guys at the weekend and, and said a couple of things about the next Celtic manager and I think you misinterpreted what I meant because one of the things I said is given a choice between 10 in a row and, and European uh, early European knockout I'd take 10 in a row all day long mm. but I didn't say like you seem to think that I said I don't care about to, uh, Europe because I think Celtic are in a position where we can do both and that's why I think the manager the next manager needs to be the right choice my personal opinion is, although I love him, as I say, if we go for Neil, it's concentrating in 10 in a row. And Gary Hooper is indicative of that, if that's genuinely where we're going. Gary Hooper thought he could do better than Celtic. That, that's what it was about. Possibly a bit of the money as well, but he thought he would get down there, get his England caps and everything, and he was never good enough. So for us to move forward in the European and global game, which is going to change over the next few years, I think we need to make a statement about where we go. Yeah, I'm not saying Jose Mourinho... He wouldn't be my first choice anyway, but or even I'd like Rafa Benitez, but maybe somebody that just we can do both with because we're on and off the park in Scotland. We're fin- we're dominant, and we can do both. Well, Europe's always. I don't need to tell you this, David. Europe's always been very important to Celtic, and it has been since the days of Billy McNeil and the Lisbon Lions. Someone said to me at the weekend, you know, that every Celtic team must aspire to have that sort of European success that. You know the lines and, and subsequent teams enjoyed And I understand that But for the next two years I think the point you made at the weekend Is what a lot of other Celtic fans are thinking Yes, Europe, Europe's important or Europe will always be important to the club But for the next two years Park that Because all that's important to Celtic In the next two years Is nine and then ten in a row And if the club can achieve Nine and then ten in a row then after that all bets are off and, and the club can focus in Europe And the, the club can go Chase whatever it wants to chase But I actually think The next couple of years Europe is probably Less important Than it's been to Celtic For, for quite some time Simply because They will now have To put all their eggs In the basket of Nine and ten in a row Does nine and ten in a row Not become a whole lot easier If you've got an extra 30 million in the bank? Well, well listen if you take, The point David was making Was David thinks Celtic can go And attack all those goals and maybe they can But I think the, the I might be mistaken Celtic supporters could phone here And tell me I've got this awfully wrong But I just get the impression For the next two years Yes they would love 30 million of Champions League money They would love to get to the last 16 In the Champions League They would love all the glory Of the big European nights But the focus The priority For Celtic in the next two years Is 9 and 10 David wasn't too Impressed shall we say With the, the question about Gary Hooper Gordon um, Paul has got a similar point on Twitter He says interest in Gary Hooper uh, You know there's a reports as well About Izagiri being offered a new contract He says that's the reason Lennon shouldn't get the job We need fresh hungry players Like Dembele when he first joined Yeah I do agree with that um, But Neil Lennon if he gets the job Knows Gary Hooper um, He knows what he can bring to the club I wouldn't be Excited Gordon If I was a Celtic fan Of bringing back Gary Hooper And I'm not being Disrespectful to him Because I thought he was Terrific In his first uh, Time up here um, I just think Celtic Have got to look Elsewhere I know that Roger's saying Well you look at Defoe Who's starting to play Very well for Rangers Talented Boy Good goal scorer 
Hooper's only 31 Would he come up after just playing six games last season And be fourth maybe Fourth choice striker And try to work his way in I don't see the point in that you, at all You've seen a lot more of Celtic than I have does And you've sat through the nil-nil with Livingston And mm. the nil-nil with Hibs And the nil-nil with Aberdeen And towards the end of all those games Neil Lennon was trying to shuffle the pack And he was throwing this guy on And he was throwing that guy on And nobody could sniff out that goal You imagine Gary Hooper had been in the bench Now he will, if he comes up He will be third or fourth choice striker mm. I don't think there's any doubt about it There's no question about that but you know, would he not have been better to throw on with ten or fifteen minutes to go than a Timo Weir or an Ollie Burke or, or the days when he didn't even have any of them to throw on? Well, it's a good point you make, Roger. But you've obviously got uh, Griffiths come back as well. Uh, he'll be up there challenging. I think that'll be a great option for them. Um, as I said, you can't really judge now in Gary Hooper because he's only played that amount of games last season. Um, is he still as sharp? Uh, would he be that guy to come on and uh, get you the all-important goal? That's up to the next Celtic manager. And that's why I'm saying that the transfer uh, window in the summer is going to be so important to both clubs. And again, Roger, I mentioned that on the tweet there, reports this morning suggesting Emilio Izaguirre could, could be offered an extended stay at Celtic. No official word from the club on, on that one yet, but... Would that, would that raise a few eyebrows do you think Or is it a, a solid um, choice it, Listen it raised my eyebrows for a start I just sort of assumed that Emilio would be heading away At the end of the season um, I believe there may be an offer on the table For him to stay for another year And you know Everybody can't be a first starter If he stays it would obviously be his backup To Kieran Tierney as it has been Since he came back to the club for a second time So you know maybe the club think They're better keeping a, a backup left back That they know and they can trust for the games in which Kieran's not involved Rather than letting Emilio go somewhere And then trying to source another backup left back Who might not be as good And might cost more money So I, I don't know We'll see how mm. I think he will have options elsewhere Those were the th- That was the thought process When he came back Gordon And again I, I could definitely be wrong I just don't detect A great deal of, of love For the performances since There have been some there have, there have been some decent ones But of late I think most Celtic fans That tweet in Would prefer Johnny Hayes To operate in that Deputy role Yeah but we always seem to go for The opinion that He's a natural left back um, Celtic do need cover In that position Of that there's no doubt um, Roger may be right here By saying well They know what he brings to the table He's been at the club He knows the club They know what they're getting off of him uh, And it might just be a case of saying Right he's here Let's get the deal done And let's You know he can be a backup to him Because mm. I really don't see Johnny Hayes being a You know If If, if Kieran Tierney get injured or you know he was out for a, a lengthy time. I don't see Johnny Hayes being a, a left back week in week out. I'm, I really don't. I'm just noticing a pattern here. If Emilio Izaguirre's been offered a new deal, and Celtic are looking to bring Gary Hooper back, do you think Neil Lennon's bringing the old gang together? Could, could he make a move for Mark Wilson? Well, I hope so. Get, get him out of this guy. I get the impression you might not be difficult to deal with, Gordon. <laughs> no, listen. Fifty p in a bag of balls. He's yours. Brian is in Middlesbrough. Hi, Brian. Hi gents, how are we doing? Good, thanks Brian Good. Uh, Roger makes a valid points about Izagiri and Hooper I think for me it would depend on the terms And as long as it wasn't a King's Ransom I think you can never have a club A club can never have too many goal scorers And I think Gary Hooper could have been the difference This season of, of scoring a few goals But again, 31 years of age He's not over the hill And I think he'll still, he can still do a job as third or fourth choice But that's not really my main point I think... My main point is, 
it's quite frustrating when you listen to your programme and you can't get through and you hear all these Rangers supporters talking about how the gap is closed. gap is only closed by points. And I think they also forget that their team's obviously going to make a lot of moves in the summer. Does that mean Celtic are going to stand still? Of course they're not. Celtic will move forward even more. They'll sign bigger and better players and they're probably going to have a bigger transition through the summer. But that doesn't guarantee them success. But what we'll guarantee is we'll bring in far, far better players. <coughs> and we'll also have a manager who will have more experience. Whether it's Neil Lennon, or I don't know who else could possibly be, but I definitely feel that as a Celtic supporter, we've got a cup final coming up and we've got a, a, a 10 in a row to go after. But not just that, we've also got Europe. And Roger's right, we, we need to be able to play on, on uh, both sides and £30 million in the bank every time he, he makes the Champions League, if that's the case, is definitely a stronger position to be in than not to be in Europe at all. Well, I think I think Brian's right in what he says about, you know, Celtic have got money and they will go out and try and get better quality in because they, they need a turnaround. There's a lot of players there need need to have to leave Celtic Park. Uh, fresh faces coming in. But it doesn't guarantee you anything because you've got to get it right. You've got to get the signings right. And uh, that's why it's so important for a manager to go out there. And if I was Celtic just now, I know that they're, they're looking at, you know, taking their time to pick the manager. I think if you're going to, if it's going to be Neil Lennon, give him the job the now. Let him start planning. I know he's got a cup final to look forward to and try to get another treble, but he's got to be looking at targets. He's got to be looking at what players he wants out the door as well, Gordon. And that's why I said this summer, because Rangers will back Stephen Gerrard, it's going to be a massive transfer. And Brian mentioned a very important word within all that, recruitment. Brian said Celtic will recruit better players. That's the one thing we don't know, whether they will recruit or won't recruit, because for me, the recruitment at Celtic in the last year or two has not been particularly good. You know, the guys Celtic have, have leaned upon to win another title are guys who have been there for a while. Callum McGregor come through the ranks. James Forrest come through the ranks. Scott Brown's been there for 10 years. You know, you look at some of the signings, Marvin Comper, Jack Henry, Ibuwe Kouassi, Christian Gamboa, Doris De Vries, a lot of these guys have come to the club and absolutely bombed. So if the recruitment in the summer is at that level, then Celtic are in a bit of bother. You know, they need to make sure the recruitment and whoever's in charge of the recruitment in the summer, they need to get that right. How would you respond to that, Brian? Everyone knows Celtic have decent bit of money by Scottish footballing standards. What gives you the confidence it will be spent right? Roger makes a good point and you can't guarantee that someone's going to come in and hit the ground running and Brendan Rodgers who's obviously been an outstanding manager for us brought these players in or under under his leadership so no it doesn't guarantee it but I think what Celtic will do is they'll be very very um, unscrupulous in terms of who they're going to bring in I think obviously some of these players were never ever going to be in the, in the first 11 I think they were always going to be second or third choice but they've never even got anywhere near that. So there's definitely been an issue there. And you're right, just because you buy somebody or bring somebody in that's maybe had the experience, doesn't guarantee anything. But all I can say is in Celtic, we trust. All right, that was Brian and Moody's burn. Thank you very much for the call. Here's the easiest question of the night. Have you ever wanted to throw Gordon DL or Mark Wilson out of an aeroplane? 
Hear that? That was a collective yes from across Glasgow and the West. Well, now you have the chance because this Friday is Cash for Kids Superhero Day. One of them will be doing a skydive from 10,000 feet and it's up to you to decide which one does it. If you want Mark to jump, it's Mark to 70808. That's Mark to 70808. If you want Gordon to jump, it's Gordon to 70808. The great thing is, I've been saying this, it is a win-win. £5 goes to Cash for Kids. Local children need your help and you get a good laugh in the process. You don't look like you want to laugh about it though, Gordon Deal. I'm a bit concerned about this, Gordon, and really am. Um, I'll be delighted over the moon if the mushroom... Has thrown out that plane from 10,000 feet it's a bold I will be there su- supporting him It's a bold tactic Roger Because he's admitting that he's he's terrified That may well urge more people to vote for him Because mm. they want to see it So, And listen Luckily in this day and age You know with aeronautical developments Nothing could possibly go wrong Nothing at all does <laughs> Don't worry about it but Anyway the, the only thing I will say is Gordon's put me in standby for an office shift on Sunday <laughs> I'm doing it anyway So I'll, I'll be there I'll drive you up I'll I'll after you. Yeah. Right, text Gordon to 70808 If you want him to jump Text Mark to 70808 If you want him to jump More of your calls after the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Every football stadium has a sound But Celtic Park has a soul where 60,000 become one. You can feel the power. In the stands. In the dugout. On the pitch. Paradise is our home. Where we unite with passion. And energy is one collective force. Together, let's soar into the new season. And unleash the power of paradise. Renew your Celtic season ticket before the 10th of May deadline at celticseasontickets.co.uk your next car from a team who are motivated by your satisfaction not selling cars now that feels good visit peter vardy car store in hillington at thomas cook we know a thing or two about holidays in fact we've been perfecting them since 1841 that holiday feeling has always started with us so why trust anyone else This summer, dive into our new generation Casa Cook and Cook's Club hotels and save up to £300 on selected holidays. Visit thomascook.com or your local Thomas Cook store today. Don't just book it. Thomas Cook it. Minimum spend conditions apply at all protected. I think people perceive that working in a nursery is you just sit at a piece of Play-Doh all day, but it's not. It's an adventure. I think it's one of the most rewarding jobs, working day-to-day with the children seeing how much they develop. I think the chance to make a difference to children's lives at this stage is priceless. With so many reasons to work in early years, why not join us now? For career opportunities, visit glasgow.gov.uk. Early Years Glasgow. Grow as they grow. Cancer doesn't care about your feelings. If your relationships are strained or your confidence knocked, doesn't care how sad, scared or confused you are. Cancer does not care about you. But we do. So we'll sit down with you and your loved ones, connect you with others who've been through it. We pick up the phone to listen and help you deal with the barrage of emotions. Whatever cancer throws your way, we're right there with you. Search Macmillan Cancer Support. Shift your skills into a tech role in weeks, not years. 
Learn to code and transform your career at CodeClan, Scotland's award-winning digital skills academy in the heart of Glasgow. Whether you work in a call centre or cafe, bank or a bar, in just weeks, CodeClan will help to transform you from whatever you do now into a professionally qualified software developer. Don't hang about. Start today. Search CodeClan Glasgow online to find out more. When you need a loan to grow your business, the last thing you need is an endless wait. A conversation with someone you'll never meet. Hello, you're through to Julie. And an automatic yes or no based on who knows what. At Close Brothers, our knowledgeable industry specialists will take time to get to know you and your business properly so they can give you a firm lending decision fast. To find out what we could do for your business today, visit closebrothers.com. Close Brothers, modern merchant banking. Get there quicker. Travel update. Next. Food freedom isn't just about settling in for the night with your favourite pizza. It's about sprinting to your room because you've calculated that you have enough time to put on that extra comfy outfit that adds at least 30% more pleasure to settling in for the night with your favourite pizza. Uh. Fire up the Deliveroo app and find your food freedom today. Woohoo, can he? Travel update. It's still looking busy on the M8 West. A 10 minute delay from Junction 16 at Craig Hall through to Charing Cross. And it's still 35 minutes from Junction 22 at Kenning Park down to Hillington. And that's because of an earlier breakdown. It's just a bit of a nightmare there. M77 southbound, slow from the M8 merge. That's down to Dunbrick Road, Junction 1. M80 south, still looking slow from Denny to Castle Carey. But the queue on the M876 has eased. Maryhill Road, busy through Fairhill because of roadworks. And Balmore Road is the same through Lamhill down to Possel Park. I'm Amber, that's all your latest travel. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish Football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Thoroughly enjoyed that break there, just watching Gordon Dale's face as the reality of this skydive sets in. We've got a guest in with us, young Lewis is in tonight and mm. I can see him just looking at Gordon Dale thinking, this guy's not right. And you're, you would be absolutely <laughs> correct. But anyway, we'll get back to that. On Thursday night, it will be revealed whether it's you or Mark Wilson. 01419511025 on the phones. Uh, Rangers will not give Celtic a guard of honour at Ibrooks on Sunday. Right decision? Wrong decision? Does it matter, Roger? Um, I don't think it matters. I have to confess, I think guards of honour are a piece of nonsense. Um, they just seem to have sort of seeped into the game in the last few years and... Um, there are no rules or regulations governing them It's all down to wh- whether individual clubs want to do it um, I was at Falkirk for Super Scoreboard at the weekend And at the ridiculous scene of a Falkirk team Who are fighting for their lives at the bottom of the championship And should be focusing on a game of football Having to stand like wee boys and applaud the other team onto the pitch um, I don't like them I don't think they're necessary um, And I think the fact that there are no rules or regulations governing them so it leaves mm. the whole thing open to a sort of a bit of animosity when teams don't have guards of honour. I mean, the whole point is, Gordon, it's a symbol of sportsmanship. So it's not it's not it's not meant to have rules that, that govern it. It's meant to be a gesture. Yeah, it is um, for the the best team in the league um, for winning the title. I'm not surprised, Gordon. Um, would it upset me if I was a Celtic supporter, a Celtic player? No, it wouldn't. So I can understand Roger's um, opinion there. Um, it's sometimes a piece of nonsense. I've been involved in winning leagues with teams and, you know, teams haven't clapped us onto the pitch and it really doesn't bother me. Players will just be so concentrating 
on the, the game on Sunday because you know the atmosphere, you know the, the will to win. So does it really matter? Not in my opinion, no. Alex, a Celtic fan. Does it matter to you, Alec? Does it bother you? Doesn't matter a jot to me, lads. Not one jot because uh, I wouldn't be wanting to be at my gran and my team to be to be clapping uh, my fiercest rivals onto the field. So uh, it's something, nothing, you know what I mean? Mm. So is, is this just a Rangers thing, Alec? I appreciate this is a major hypothetical. Aberdeen win the league next season. Celtic play them in the following game. You, you have the same thoughts or is it just because it's Rangers? No, I would. Uh, I would expect. I would expect to get. A, to, I would. I would clap Aberdeen on if they won the league and vice versa. It's just. It's the way Rangers and Celtic is. You know what I mean? See, as long as it's just. Uh, it's just about football and whatever. The, the rivalry and all that kind of stuff's fine. That's what it's all about. You know what I mean? When it's just the day with football, as long as there's no, no other, other things, it's. You know what I mean? It's. This is always going to be, and this is why that the people love it so much. Whether you're a Rangers supporter, or whether you're a Celtic supporter. That's one of the things about about being, being living in Glasgow, you know what I mean? You're either, if, well, it's the biggest joy, you're either one or the other, you know what I mean? And I'm fortunate that through this period of time, I'm a Celtic fan, and I'm obviously witnessing history at the moment, so it's quite a good time for me, but I remember when Rangers were doing nine in a row, you know what I mean? My brother's a Rangers supporter, and you know, I was like, my mom, when's this going to end? She says, swings and roundabouts, son, swings and roundabouts, you know what I mean? Were you trying to get him kicked out of the house? Yeah, <laughs> we had we had many a battle in the house. So we did with many a battle. Your poor mother, uh, Roger. Ugh, the thing is, as well, you end up sort of scrambling around for precedent, which is very difficult because it would have to have occurred. The very you know the teams would have to meet well, the next game well, after. Right, I think the I title think, was won. I think Alex's been honest there and saying, you know, it's all about the Celtic and Rangers thing because when Hearts won the championship, was it four years ago? Mm-hmm. Rangers gave them a guard of honour at Ibrox after they'd won it. And I think the last day of the season Actually back at Tynecastle By a quirk of the fixtures Rangers were there on the last day of the season And applauded them on in trophy day as well Then the following year When Rangers win the championship title The first game after winning is at Easter Road Hibs don't want to do it Because not only of the, you know, Were they the main rivals for the title They were about to play them in a Scottish Cup final And didn't want to do it Three days later, Aloha did it. So th- this is part of the reason I don't like it, Gordon. And that's the thing that keeps getting cast up there on social media, doesn't it? That tweet, you've all seen it. James Tavernier tweeted at the time to say, well done to Aloha for giving us a guard of honour. Good sportsmanship, unlike some. You know, we dig at Hibs, mm-hmm. but do these things go, do they get out the window when it's when it's the rivalry? I th- I, yeah, I think they do. I think they do. I don't say that with any great pleasure. Mm. That, well, that's what I was going to say then. Is that, is, that, is that not a shame, maybe? You know something As I said to you I don't like it I don't think There's any point to it It doesn't achieve anything It doesn't lend anything To the the great spectacle of it. It's forgotten Mm. about As soon as it's done It's forgotten about So why why have it anyway And all it does Is create animosity It created animosity Between Rangers and Hibs With James Tavernier's tweet Three years ago So much so We're still talking about it And whatever the decision Had been this week There would have been people Arguing about it yeah, I think uh, by Monday um, nobody will be talking about it. Uh, Gordon will be talking about the game because that's the most important thing. Um, <clears throat> as I said earlier, it wouldn't have bothered me one way or another. But Rangers and Celtic, you're never going to have that. If it was the other way about, I'm sure Celtic fans would be saying, "No, nope, we're not. Go- we don't want to clap them onto the pitch." That's just the way the, the the two teams are with each other. Get on with it, get out there and go on with the game and hope we'll be talking about a fantastic game on Monday night. Tommy's a Rangers fan in Doncaster. Hi, Tommy. 
Good evening, lads. Hi, Tommy. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, just a couple of things. First of all, I'd like to talk about the the, the two squads that are available to Celtic and Rangers now. Uh, looking back to before Stephen Gerrard arrived, mm-hmm. I don't think there would have been probably one Rangers player that would have been able to challenge and get into that Celtic lineup. Yeah, I think it's slightly different now. I've also got another point with regards to this thirty million pound that I keep hearing about that Celtic have got to spend. But we'll start with that. So, if it was me and Roger and and Gordon can jump in as well, but I think Rangers have got a better keeper. Don't know whether they'll agree with me or not. I, I, I agree I, with if you. If he's on the pitch, yeah, yeah. He, okay, he's been silly at the weekend, but Roger, let's let's be truthful about it. He's a far better keeper than Bean or Gordon. Uh, the right back. I think we've got a better right back than Lustig. I think we're saying a half stuff comparable. No, I don't agree with you. Sorry, I'm not agreeing. No, Tommy, I think. Um, so you agreed up till that point. Um, oh. I think I think Lustig's probably a better defender than no, James no, Tavernier. They're different players. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, um, but yeah, I can I'm see I can see the better. arguments for and against. What, but you know, people will probably say no, Lustig's better. But the centre halves, I do not agree with. Uh, I think Rangers need to, if they've got any chance of getting near Celtic, they have to strengthen that position. Yeah, and there's been chatting with the lad from Rennes, is it Mixer? You call him, he's an experienced international player. I don't really know much of that. I sort of watched him when they, when they played at the Emirates against Arsenal in the Europa <laughs> League recently. He seemed to do okay. But, you know, someone of that profile. An older mm-hmm. guy and a more experienced guy, a guy with the experience of European football, of international football, whether it's Mexer or it's not Mexer, that's the profile that Rangers should be looking at rather than getting a guy who wasn't good enough for Nottingham Forest's team in the Championship. Just because we're running out of time, let me fast forward Tommy's point though. Mm. Are we at least now in a situation where, where there's a, a debate? As Tommy says, a couple of yes. seasons ago, there wouldn't have been a debate. Now, I'm not asking, I know not everyone will agree, but you can at least now build a case for McGregor. You could build yes. a case for Tavernier, yes. you could build a case for Morelos and Kent and so on. So that I think that's what Tommy's getting at, yeah. ultimately. 100%, yeah. You definitely build a case. We had loads I, of callers before, old firm games a year or two back, saying not a single Rangers mm. player would get anywhere near the Celtic team. Um, I think the only one at that time to get the occasional mention was Tavernier ahead of Lustig at right back. Now you could build a case for, I would say, four or five at least of the Rangers. Tommy, team. on you go. We are running out of time, so carry on. I think I think the three boys that were going in the middle of the park would certainly challenge Brute. I mean, I watched Steve Davis uh, at the Aberdeen game and the Hibs game, and boys, he's got his got his fitness back, his smarts, uh, fitness back. Looks like the player that we had a few years ago, Ryan Jack and Scotty Arfield. So I don't think we're too far away. But let's move on to my final point, which is this: oh, quick, 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 quick. Which which I found laughable when I heard the, the fans earlier on. We've heard about this thirty million pound for the last three years that they've never spent. They couldn't afford the two million pound for McGinn, yeah. And they've been signing well, players from God knows where for buttons. So this thirty this thirty million pound must be building up some amount of interest because they're not spending it. And I'll tell you now, they're not spending it this summer either. Because I don't think they've got it. Right, like I, well, I mean they, they do. That's the prize money for the Champions League. It's not. We haven't made yeah, it up and uh, Listen there's, there's ways of spending money The, the John McGinn thing The wage bill was big they, That's they, for sure They could have afforded to buy John McGinn And they get caught out Because it was the old Celtic Hibs thing And they don't like each other And there was a wee bit of Jiggery pokery going on over fees And a bit of brinksmanship I think the word I'm looking for And Villa nipped in and bought him So that was a mistake by Celtic In terms of recruitment A lot of money is being spent As you say Gordon On wages 
Because if you look back over the last year or 18 months The vast majority of those players Have got new long term deals On a lot more money than they were on before Beat the pundit With goals in the Scottish Sun The SPFL and EPL latest Every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday It is Beat the Pundit time Thank you to Tommy and Doncaster We're very late so we'll have to leave it there Roger minus one Hannah or Gordon DL Both ready to take you on at Beat the Pundit If you want to play tonight Give us a call right now 0141 951 1025 And be quick because you only have until the news at 7 Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years We can still rise now And be that nation again That stood against world champions had every man, woman and child believing that grinds out results against unfancied opposition, then turns it on against the big boys when nobody gives us a chance. Tickets for Scotland's European qualifier matches are home to Russia, Belgium, Kazakhstan, San Marino and Cyprus are on sale now. Be there. Go to tickets.scottishfa.co.uk. Nothing matters more. Meet Mark, founder of Piggery Smokery. Mark knows that you need local, natural ingredients to cure the perfect bacon and that only passion and good old-fashioned time will bring out the best award-winning flavours. But what Mark didn't know was that Business Gateway's market research and advice on funding were the missing pieces to launch his bacon into the finest restaurants. Whether you're in business or thinking of starting one, we could be the missing piece to take your business to the next level. Connect with us at bgateway.com. Target deal from Beatson's Building Supplies. Sandstone paving, only $16.99 a square metre. See beatsons.co.uk now. Deal. All prices plus fat. Just your typical day. Family life, work. It's a constant juggle. Then the worst thing happens. Maybe now you can't go to work, do the school run, or worse, pay the bills. At Digby Brown, we know that compensation won't make everything better, but it does help with the many challenges ahead. Now, you need the right, independent legal advice. Because if it matters to you, it matters to Digby Brown. Hello, ladies. Tis I, what's she? Here to help you have plenty fantastical family fun. I've made sure every pack of Plenty Kitchen Roll has one fabulous reward dose. From yummy meals to family films and fun days out. With 12 million discounts or rewards to collect, pick up your pack of Plenty today. For full terms and conditions, visit plentywins.co.uk forward slash rewards. Don't worry about me. Zara Larson is back with her brand new single, Don't Worry About Me. Don't worry about me. Out now. To advertise the McCafe range from McDonald's, we could use a deep voiceover. Like this. They describe our coffee using words like robust and intense, but said very slowly and with an echo. Robust, robust, robust. Intense, intense, intense. We could do all that. But we don't. What we do is use freshly ground Arabica beans and organic milk. McCafe. Great tasting coffee. Simple. With breakdown cover from the AA, 
we'll do whatever it takes to make sure your big wheels keep on turning. Our mechanics usually fix your car within 30 minutes of arriving. Breakdown cover from the AA. Because anything can happen. First, the recruitment merry-go-round seems like fun. Then you find you're clinging onto a role with a short commute, but bad pay. So you climb on another horse, a job with good pay and a bad boss. Until what seemed like a fun ride gives you the bulk. Scream if you want to go faster! I just want to get off. Get off the horse and find your unicorn at s1jobs.com. Unicorns exist at s1jobs.com. On FM, on digital radio, on your phone, and on your smart speaker. This is Clyde One. Forensic officers are going in and out of a house in Moncton as police continue their investigation into the disappearance of Kilmarnock woman Emma Folds. Our senior reporter Natasha Reid is there. Missing posters with Emma's photo on them line the streets around this one house which seems to be at the centre of the investigation. A blue tent covers the front garden and door and officers in full white forensic suits have been seen coming in and out. Police say two cars have also been seized to be looked at as well as Emma's own car. This area is all new build homes, big and detached. A lot of families obviously concerned about what's happening on their doorstep. But none more upset than Emma's, of course, who are desperate for answers. The government's conceded it can't get its Brexit deal through Parliament in time to avoid European elections on the 23rd of May. Theresa May's effective deputy David Liddington has confirmed they'll definitely go ahead. MSPs have voted in favour of increasing the age of criminal responsibility in Scotland to 12. Previously, children as young as eight could have had a criminal record. Staying at the Scottish Parliament and plans to reduce air passenger duty in Scotland, making some flights cheaper, have been axed. Clearly on the basis of the information that we've received, it's the right thing to do, to reduce air passenger duty whilst having the most ambitious climate change targets in the world would have been incompatible. Finance Secretary Derek Mackay is telling Clyde News why they've grounded one of their flagship policies. It was due to be introduced next year but faced delays to ongoing legal issues. Greatest Showman star Hugh Jackman opens the UK leg of his tour right here in Glasgow tonight. He'll be performing in The Man, The Music, The Show at the Hydro for the next three nights. And Scotland coach Gregor Townsend has included uncapped trio Rory Hutchison, Grant Stewart and Blade Thompson in his 42-man pre-rugby World Cup training squad. Glasgow Warriors have 17 players involved, while there's a further 13 from Edinburgh. Two spaces have been left open to allow other players a chance to work their way into contention. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL are here They're waiting on your calls and your tweets We kicked off the show hearing from Gary McAllister We've been talking uh, Jermaine Defoe, Alfredo Morelos We have been looking at Celtic's potential Transfer interest for next season After we play Beat the Pundit Here's one for you As a nod to Gordon's former team Man City last night Yes I'm wondering if you can tell us Your memorable Scottish football Centre half pile drivers Oh Vincent Companies was magnificent wasn't it? Yeah Great Absolutely great So it got me thinking You know I like to do this every now and then Your memorable Scottish football Centre half pile drivers Let's have them 01419511025 This first With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. 
beat the pundit time Roger Hanna's still on minus one He might go uh, to minus two, three, four or seven Depending <laughs> how he gets on between uh, now and I, the end I of the season We had this discussion at the weekend, Gordon uh, Yeah, but you had a, a, a couple of uh, beers <laughs> in you for that time So we'll move on Gordon DL's here as well One of them is up against Charles from Cardonald How are you tonight, Charles? I'm good Fancy your chances? Uh, I don't know First time doing it, so hoping, see how we're going Like everybody hoping to avoid Roger Hanna no, I don't care Oh, like that good, good. In fairness to me, Gordon A bit of personal growth Remember I used to ask Who would you rather play? Yeah and it was pre- I don't really do that anymore I like that attitude so, there uh, heads, you, know, you know, ask who would you rather Follow out a plane? Yeah, exactly yeah. He- Heads, you're up against Roger minus one Hannah And tails, it is Gordon Duncan Dunk? uh, Gordon, Gordon DL, sorry And it is actually tails So it's <laughs> you just to compound your misery oh, You might luck, be skydiving on Friday You're playing Beat the Pundit tonight So let me give Gordon DL Some Clyde 2 in his ear and it's just you and I now Charles you've got 30 seconds Head to head with Gordon You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit You ready? Yep Graham Shinney has signed a pre-contract With which English club? Derby Which current Scottish Championship side Did Scott Bain play for Between 2011 and 2014? Falkirk Where will tonight's Air and Inverness match be played? Pass What is the name of Ross McCrory's goalkeeping brother? Robbie Who did Gary Hooper join After leaving Celtic in 2013? Jeffrey Wednesday Okay Let's bring Gordon DL back Gordon are you with us? Yeah Right yeah, same cool. set of questions to you You ready? Yep Graham Shinney has signed a pre-contract With which English club? Derby Which current Scottish Championship side Did Scott Bain play for Between 2011 and 2014? Championship side uh... Where will tonight's Air and Inverness match be played? Somerset What is the name of Ross McCrory's goalkeeping brother? Pass Who did Gary Hooper join after leaving Sheffield Celtic Wednesday. in 2013? Sheffield Wednesday What Sparrow nationality is Rangers midfielder Glenn Kamara? French And finally, what year of the noughties did Neil McCann get his final Scotland cap? What year of the noughties? I don't know, Pass <laughs> <laughs> Just guess a year uh, Final oh, uh, Too late Too late Too late You passed 98 <laughs> Charles Charles The first time you've played There's a bit of a recurring joke On this show Gordon DL doesn't know What a decade means He doesn't know what century means And those things always throw him And I just said noughties And his answer was 1998 <laughs> I'm going to sit down this summer And teach four. you this year I mean it's not that hard by the way But anyway Charles what do you think You heard the competition uh, I go to the Somerset one I don't know mm. and, uh, Now let's find out Let's find out draw. Uh, Graham oh, Shinney no. has signed a pre-contract With which English club it is Derby You both got it Well done One all Incidentally I think you both went for Falkirk But the team that Scott Bain played for Alloa. It was Alloa uh, where will tonight's Air and Inverness match be played? I mean, Charles, you passed. You had the ch- a 50-50 chance. Uh, Gordon DL did go for Somerset, so well done. It's 2-1 to you. Um, an equaliser straight away. Ooh, because so Ross McCrory's goalkeeping brother it is Robbie McCrory. So, who did Gary Hooper join after leaving Celtic? You both dived in. You both went for Sheffield. Fun, it? it was Norwich. So, yeah, you see uh, What nationality is Ranger Glenn Kamara He's not French He's Finnish And see Charles was done by no, this he's point. only 23 
Oh very good Charles was done by this point Gordon So you really had the chance to, to stretch ahead But not only did you say French You then said that 1998 was the noughties um, Which I feel like deducting your points ah, for you it should. If I'm being honest oh, um, <laughs> Incredible was It was 2005 Oh, so It doesn't really matter So it's a tie Goes oh, to a tiebreaker no. Which is making me think Roger Hanna This could be Gordon DL's week from hell A tiebreaker and a skydive Within oh, the space of three days Goodness oh, no, me. Right Charles here's the deal I'm going to read the question I will then invite Gordon DL To write his answer down And then tell you To give me your attempt Okay Okay. Right, here is the question tonight. So, Hamilton and Dundee have the joint worst goal difference in the Scottish Premiership. Can you tell me what it is? Gordon Dale, write it down quickly. What do you mean joint the two together? No. What what is the what is Hamilton's goal difference and what is Dundee's goal difference? Quickly. Okay. Charles, what's your attempt? Minus fifty two. Okay. Oh even my arithmetic can handle this one. Gordon DL has gone minus twenty four. Charles has gone minus 52 Just out of curiosity Roger What would you have gone for? I would have gone for 32 It is 47 So Charles is only 5 out And the signed ball is on its way Charles when we fly over Cardonald on Friday oh. I'll get Gordon Dale to parachute the ball down And deliver it to your door Sound good? <clears throat> nice one Good man Well there we done are. Charles <laughs> I just want this week to end The noughties I know I can't believe I actually said that I can it's the most predictable part Spe- of the show so especially far Especially when I went for 2004 Honestly There we go Happy with that? A defeat for DL a couple of days oh, before no, a potential no. Listen, I, I just hope it doesn't affect your confidence ahead of this But um, listen, we're presuming it's going to be you coming out the plane on Friday It may well be the mushroom, we don't know yet, does. <laughs> yeah, it may well be It may well be Um <clears throat> Okay, 0141-951-1025 Get your calls into us, please uh, We're on Twitter, at Clyde SSB as well Let's speak to Michael, who is in Rothsey Hi Michael Hello, hello Gordon Hi Michael, what's your point? Uh, the point I want to make is that Earlier in the programme uh, Someone made a point about the signings that Brendan Rodgers had made And how they were, you know had quite a bad record in signings The point I'm making is I'm speaking up here for Neil Lennon. To Neil Lennon, to me, the last when he was manager of Celtic, some of the signings he made were really terrific. And I'll mention a few names: Virgil Van Dijk, Victor Banyama, eh, Hooper. I'm pretty certain Joe Ledley, and I'm pretty certain Fraser Foster. So not only did he sign good players, but he made some money for the club. Yeah, uh, no. you couldn't argue with that. No, it's a good point, Michael. Let me just pass it over and, and make no, sure it gets. Michael, doesn't 100% get correct. Um, I'm quite sure there were a few flops within Neil's signings as well, but it, it's been noted by Celtic supporters that after the initial, you know, splurge of money when Brendan Rodgers came in on on the likes of Scott Sinclair and Moussa Dembele, a lot of the latter signings, um, a lot of the recruitment in the latter months wasn't quite up to what it had been before. And and you now see the team. You see the team that played at Petodre at the weekend. Um, yes, Scott Bain was signed under Brendan Rodgers, but you know Lustig's been there a while. Samunovic, Ager, Tierney came through the ranks. So did Forrest. So did McGregor. Brown's been there since Gordon Strachan's time. Rogic has been there for a while. So you know a, a lot of the guys who Celtic go back to time and again to get results. Are guys who actually predated Brendan Rodgers? This is always about more than just the manager though Big clubs, even small clubs Have 
heads of recruitment, directors of recruitment, call oh, them yes. what you will. Absolutely. It's always interesting to 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 know whether the the director, or, you know, the, the head of recruitment gets the same praise or criticism as as the manager does for so winning. So for a lot of the signings in the Neil Lennon era, you would look to John Park. Mm. A lot of the signings in the Brendan Rodgers era, you would look to Lee Congerton. At the minute. Neil Lennon's there And Lee Congerton's there So it, it, it's a different dynamic at the club But as Daz said at the top of the show The club are going to have to make mm. a call On the manager Very shortly And I would think the manager would then have a A reasonable say In whether the current head of recruitment stays Or another head of recruitment comes in Because the relationship between the manager And the head of recruitment is arguably one of the most crucial at the football club. Michael, you want to come back in? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I wasn't going to kick it to Brendan Rodgers because, let's face it, when it came to the playing side, you couldn't do any better, especially domestically. But the thing is, I think before a lot... I'll go, I'll, can I put two together? There was Davey, the Ranger supporter from Doncaster. He was talking about how Celtic won't spend £30 million. What I would say to Davey is, I wouldn't expect Celtic to spend £30 million. We're a club that's not in debt. We've got money. But let's face it, who could you spend 20 or £25 million on who would come to Scotland? I'm looking for Celtic to spend maybe about 10 £12 million among about two, two, maybe three players and bring in a bit of quality. The other thing is, is uh, 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 the Celtic supporters are looking for a fancy, glamorous name to come in as manager. You better watch what you hope for. Uh, because uh, to be quite honest with you I think Neil Lennon As far as I'm concerned Neil Lennon should be given the job Quite soon And get on With organising for next season I think when you look at The overall Celtic situation Gordon The most The most uh, Important signing Has got to be that Of the manager Whoever that may be Whether that is Neil Lennon Who's in pole position just now Or they try to Attract another Brendan Rodgers type uh, but that's the one that's got to be right Because he runs the club He will then try and get the signings in Because there's a big job still to be done at Celtic Because there's a lot of players in there Needing shifted on And there's one or two positions That he'll be looking to strengthen as well um, And I just think that the most important signing This season for Celtic Carrying on to another You know, looking to go nine in a row Is going to be their manager Okay, thank you to Michael and Rothsey 01419511025 As a nod to Vincent Company last night Your defensive pile drivers Those moments when your defender strode forward And everyone thought, no, don't shoot And then it ended up bursting the back of the net Let's be having your memories We love these trips down memory lane Let's look on Twitter We've got loads coming in already, I must say um, Mark has gone for Tierney's Thunderbolt From 40 yards against Kilmarnock Good, I mean I like the centre-back ones But that's mm. alright Shush says Neri v Brazil Although he played right back Topo That night mm-hmm. Yeah, the best Topo you'll ever see uh, What else have we got? Uh Oleg Kuznetsov I think is meant to say It's spelt slightly differently Against Celtic mm-hmm. Says Keith, Hamden? Keith McGibbon No Celtic no. Park I think I think Can't remember that one Okay keep them coming in uh, Lorenzo Amoruso V Aberdeen at Pitodri Rocket Says Lebo Let's hear from Some of the phones Leonard is in Thornley Bank What sticks out for you Leonard? Well very much so uh, uh, Bert Conterman He's, It was, certainly wasn't a toe poke That's for sure <laughs> Against Celtic it was a League Cup tie yeah, Early 2000s um, Semi-final at Hamden uh, That's the one I'm uh, thinking It was as well 
an absolute cracker. It was towards the end of the, I think it was at the extra time, I think. And uh, it ended a run of Celtic victories against Rangers, and uh, that, that made it all the, the more sweeter. And uh, I think it might have been Alec McLeish's first chance to win a trophy at that time That's as right. well. Yep. So it all added together to make Bert Consovan just another Rangers player into a legend that night. <laughs> yeah. A great hero of mine ever since. What do you remember about that that night, Roger? Were you there? I think I was there, yeah. I think it was the game went to extra time. Alec McLeish was no longer in the job. It was a semi-final against Martin O'Neill Celtic. I have a feeling actually Contiment might have been pushed into central midfield that night. Oh, don't don't spoil the game. He's in, a defender. In, in it's fine. For the purposes of this, one and uh, and boomed one in from a, a good way out. Um, if, if you move forward to the modern day, the one I'm thinking of from either this season or last, Scott McKenna for Aberdeen against Kelly. Yes, yeah, that was a stunning strike, wasn't it? Um, Leonard, that's all it takes sometimes, isn't it? You get one of those moments, and all of a sudden, cult hero status is secure. Oh, Absolutely. I even named a, a, a training room in the work after them. Named it the Bert Consumer Suite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. That's great. Thank you very much, Leonard and Thornley Bank. Uh, I mean, Gordon Dill, you, you got a Mitchell van der Gag tattoo, did you not? After his oh. long range one kept Motherwell up, no? Yes, absolutely. Fantastic. Right. What year was that? I'll never forget. 2007. Yeah. A long name. Where did you get that tattooed? That's plenty Yeah let's leave that there Uh, Thanks very much Ron is a Celtic fan on the line Centre half screamer Ron What one sticks out for you? Hello Ron Hello Is Ron with us? Yes or no? Doesn't appear to be the moment We'll try and speak to him uh, In just a second Keep them coming in at Twitter Though there are loads of them uh, Coming in Alan Moffat You've stolen his thunder Roger he says Scott McKenna goal uh, Against Kilmarnock last season Unbelievable I think Bert Conterman is winning By a mile um, I must say But what else have we got um, Tierney More for Tierney Coming in as well So let's get those thoughts We'll try Ron one more time Ron can you hear us? Can you hear me? Ah, yeah Ah we've got you Ron On you go Good. The the goal that sticks out for me Is David Neary's goal Against Brazil for Scotland A screamer From years back down in Seville in 82 uh, Only acted to make the Brazilians angry And they, they came back I think they scored four After David Neri scored the goal So it, it's infamous for Jimmy Hill's remark Calling it a toe poke um, And it will go down As one of the most famous Scottish goals ever I would say Is that one Roger um, I'd like to use the, the, the phrase The JFK moment But you know what I mean Do you, do you remember where you were And all that Is that, yeah, is that how famous yeah, that goal yeah, was I think, Yeah I think I was in the house Watching it back in 82 And for, for a wee split second Scotland scored five In the first game in the group It scored five against New Zealand And suddenly they were taking the lead Against Brazil Who were favourites in 82 Albeit it went out to that Paulo Rossi hat trick In the first knockout round If you like um, David Neri put his ahead And we, we dared to dream for a moment That we were going to beat Brazil and then Zico went up the park and bent a free kick past Ruffy and the rest is history. Mm. Need, need, need I ask if you remember where you were when that going in? Mm, no, I don't remember where I was. But <laughs> I do remember playing with David Neri. And let me say... He never did it again. No, did and he? plus the fact, it wouldn't have even was, bothered he, him. He was the most laid-back player was, I've ever, ever played with. In your cup, Ray Rovers cup, cup winning f- team? Cup, cup final, get man of the match. And he never even come home in the team bus. He just went up the road, he's, I think his partner, his wife was waiting for him outside, jumped in the car, went away home and Quiet night Quiet night Just that like was, yours Just like yours Yeah, a bit like mine And if you were at our Clyde One Super Scoreboard pub quiz, which you weren't Roger Hanna, you would have learned 
That Brazil is the country Which Scotland has the longest Winless streak against Did you know that? Yes but not the women's team No The men's team mm-hmm. The women's team recently beat them We were all booster for Shelley Kerr And the girls Ahead of the World Cup Absolutely uh, Good good memory that Ron How old would you have been Do you mind me asking? How old would I have been? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, old enough sitting Old enough to TV, remember yeah. Good well, being a pensioner, yes, I was certainly old <laughs> Absolutely, that's a great memory. Thank you, that one, Ron. On the line, what have we got? Van Dyke free kick against Dundee. Kay says, what a strike. I do remember that season, Roger. Been out and about quite a lot um, at games. I think there was, was there one at Easter Road as well. And that's certainly when I started thinking, hmm... Not sure Van Dyke's going to be here much longer <laughs> If your yeah. centre-backs are doing that type of thing They're probably destined for bigger things Yeah, and he was destined for bigger things Down to Southampton on to Liverpool I have to say, I don't, I don't care what anyone says When he was at Celtic, we knew he was good I don't think anyone knew he was as good as he's turned out to be And the big thing for Liverpool in the next couple of years Is going to be to try and keep him out of the clutches of a Barcelona or a Real Madrid Because at the minute He's the best centre half in the world Your centre back pile drivers Brad says Austin McCann's winning goal V Celtic at Tynecastle in injury time Stop them winning the league That'll do me he says Left back but I'll let you away with Yeah him. that's close enough Close enough um, And Bigger L says Tam Forsyth blasting <laughs> it over the line In the Scottish <laughs> Cup final Think he was a foot off the line And hit the post Oh it was incredible Do you remember that Roger? I do It was I, Big I, DJ's I, header wasn't it? Yeah was Tommy McLean free kick oh. Big DJ gets head to it Come off the post And Tom nearly missed it From mm. a foot if, out yeah, If it had been any further out I wasn't going in Not quite the pile driver I was looking for But keep them coming on the phones And on Twitter Your centre half pile drivers After Vincent Company Last night Amazing, amazing Vincent should score that At the DL end of the Etihad I as know. well Exactly Were you there yeah, or did, did you come back up Before the show tonight or No I didn't go down Did you not I'll okay. wait to the end of the season Go down and see some of the boys Yeah sure Okay um, Graham Shinney's on the move We're going to look at that next As well as the full time teaser It's a cracker Get your pen and paper ready Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Win the compensation you deserve Talk to Thompson's.com This spring, get ready to do your thing at the range Visit our DIY department to restore, renovate and revamp your home And find lots of inspiration for your next project Brighton with a huge selection of paints and wallpapers. Revamp with a range of stylish furniture and home decor. And save by getting our famously low prices. Visit your local store this spring and do your thing at the range. We need Super Bowl. Families everywhere are battling slow, unreliable Wi-Fi. Relax, boss. We spotted him. He's streaming and downloading at super speed and using Virgin Media's intelligent Wi-Fi to sort Wi-Fi problems. That's great. What's his position? He's kicking back on a sofa with a box set. Get super fast intelligent Wi-Fi with Virgin Fiber. Just £27 a month on a 12-month contract. Search Virgin Media Broadband. New customers in Virgin Fiber areas only. 12-month minimum term. £25 setup fee. Phone line included. Legal stuff applies. Imagine a woman in a warehouse. Parking boxes day after day. You might see a lack of ambition. But we see patience and precision. And there are troops on aid missions that need that right now. Your army needs you. Find where you belong. Sedge Army Jobs. At Sainsbury's, save 10p per litre of fuel when you spend £60 or more on one transaction. In-store by 7th of May or groceries online delivered by 7th of May.
Spend excludes delivery charge. Fuel coupon valid for 14 days from issue. Exclusions and terms apply. Details in-store and sainsburys.co.uk slash fuel. Not valid for pay at pump. Excludes centrals and locals. I can play the fiddle. And I can sing. Yodley, yodley, yodley. But I'm still not as entertaining as Britain's Got Talent games. They've dozens of great Slingo games, like Slingo Riches and Britain's Got Talent Slingo. Sign up and deposit for 20 bonus spins on selected slots with a guaranteed prize at bgtgames.com. New players over 18 only. Minimum deposit £10. 50 times wagering required. Max bonus £13. Max cash prize £100. Bonus spins valid three days. Bonus cash seven days. Terms apply. Please gamble responsibly. Life's always better when the radio's on. And with more than 50 stations in most of the country, with a digital radio, it can be even better. This week, you'll find great deals on new digital radios, in-store and online, at participating retailers. So don't miss out. Upgrade to digital radio and look for the tick on approved products. It means the radio is future ready. Find out more, including further details on participating retailers at getdigitalradio.com. Love radio. Go digital. When you run a small business, some things you just can't prepare for. Like a call, informing you your suppliers let you down. Like an email, telling you that big order's just been cancelled. Or a knock at your office door, saying you need to upgrade your machinery to hit your targets. Running a small business is unpredictable, but you can rely on Close Brothers. We provide tailored lending solutions to give you flexibility when you need it. To find out more, visit closebrothers.com. Close Brothers, modern merchant banking. You just can't beat those big holiday feelings. The sun, the sea, and quality time with friends and family. So Clyde One are giving you the chance to win a £4,000 TUI voucher to put towards your dream holiday. Maybe you could jet off with your family to Florida, exploring the many theme parks, beaches and shops. Or how about jetting off to Dominican Republic, Cancun or Jamaica? Tell us what your big holiday feeling is for your chance to win a £4,000 TUI voucher. Enter now at Clyde1.com. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's Roger Hanna and Gordon Deal. We've been taking a trip down memory lane looking at centre half pile drivers after Vincent Company last night were looking for the Scottish angle on it. John Paul Anderson says Alex McLeish, 25-yard curler it was, 1983 Scottish Cup final. Played. Never seen a ball curl like that yeah, from a defender. I played in it. I was, was standing it? right behind it. She probably should have tracked him back. No, no, no. no I was told to stay up the pitch. Right, I was, okay. a, I was a danger man. But big Alex.